together for Jesus. Today I just want to speak to us and I believe that God is going to talk to somebody. And thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Remind me, I'll talk to you before you go. I want to keep this one. Amen. Let's go to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 8 to 10. We started this profound journey last week. And I just want to continue today. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 8 to 10. It said Paul was talking to the Corinthian church and they were not unbelievers, they were believers, just like you and I. They were people who understood the scriptures and understood the, the ordinances of God. And I don't want you to take for granted what I'm going to share because God has predestined this scripture or this message for somebody under the sound of my voice. Amen. And he, whilst he was talking to the church of Corinth, he just tried to expand sheets on things to them. And sometimes as a preacher... and when, when you are talking to somebody who you know is not uh, somebody who is not uh, necessarily uh, uh, somebody who is not enthousia enthusiastic in the things of God or when you meet somebody who really want to know God and know God for who he is you just want to pour out your art on the person and this is what Paul was trying to do when he met the folks who were really zealous for the things of God and he was talking to them and he he made this statements and he said in the book of second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 8 to 10 he said uh, we do not want you to be uninformed brothers and sisters about the troubles we experience in the province of Asia we were under great pressure Far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despair of life itself. Indeed, we, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But these happen that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril. And he would deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that we, that he will continue to deliver us. Let me read this last verse again. It said, he has delivered us from such deadly peril. And he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. Amen. And I think I started this, we started a journey together. I'm not going to go, if you want to listen, just go through uh, some of the things we've shared. Go to the podcast, listen. We defined uh, expect, uh, hope as a feeling of expectation or a desire for a particular thing. And I just want to go through quickly. Uh, and last week we got through Hebrews chapter 11 and I did express uh, some few things there, and I would just want to continue here because when Paul was talking to the church of Corinth, it is so profound here because when he met them, he just wanted them to be aware that regardless of your fasting and prayer, regardless of how 
gifted you may be because at that time we will see that in first Corinthians First Corinthians chapter 12, he also talk about not being ignorant about spiritual gifts. And you understand that the profoundness, this was a church who were gifted with the things of God. And he saw that God was with them. And my Bible said that whilst he was talking to them, he began, he started sharing some deep things and not deep things about what God was going to do, but some things that God was going to do. But before he would do them, there were things they have to go through. And sometimes I told you last week that sometimes when you begin to give your life to God, there are things you go through. And sometimes you wonder whether God is on your side. But I want you to understand that today God wants me to tell you regardless of what you are going through he's on your side tell your neighbor he's on your side I also did express to you that the profoundness of the ability of God to render what he is able to do in other words the ableness of God is empowered when we begin to hope and in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 the Bible said that but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him and by the time we go to the verse number one of the same chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, verse one, it said, Now faith is the substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of the things not seen. So it means that the things you are hoping for are not related to sensually or cannot be comprehended with by our senses. And that is why I want you to understand that God is able to do much more than you ever expect Him to do your expectation the bible said the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off and so far as we keep on hoping in the lord he the lord will make sure he causes your hope to be manifested tell your neighbor your hope will be manifested now i want you to understand this whilst i continue from last week the bible says that one of the things uh, because hope is a profound power of the believer it, it poses a threat in the kingdom of the devil now anytime you want to walk in hope there are things the devil triggers into your life to counteract your ableness or your ability to walk in the place of hopefulness now the devil triggers something i call fear come on shout fear in second timothy chapter 1 verse 7 the bible says for god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power of love and of sound mind you when you are in your soundness you begin to hope for better things so what can tarot, what fight against your hope is your fear anytime you become fearful you cripple and impaired and sabotage the power of hope so every time you are in any place where you become fearful you begin to wonder whether something good will happen in your life 
life. I am here to tell somebody under the sound of my voice. I don't know what is struggling fear in your life, but God said, I he has told you and I that He has not given us that spirit. If He has not given it to us, we have we have not we have no right to take it. And if you took it, you have the right to give it back to the giver of fear. I am here to tell you that God said He wants you to be hopeful, He doesn't want you to be frightened. The reason why I told you that anytime you encounter fear, anytime you encounter fear, it tells you you are not able to do. You are not able to become what God said you will become. Then the Bible said that when the people of God receive the word of God, the word of God must give you hope. Tell your neighbor, the word of God must give you hope. I remember many years ago, in many many years ago in the days of the Israelites the Lord gave them the assurance he gave them the certainty of, of what he was going to do he gave it to Abraham he told Abraham your descendants shall be captive in Egypt and they will be set loose after many years and the Bible said I said I will give you I will take you from that place of captivity and I will take you to a place I will even give you an inheritance of a land that will be flowing with muck and honey and the Bible said that while God gave them the promise, they saw that it was coming from God. But the Bible said that when Moses sent the 12 spies, and the Bible said when they got there, there were 10 of them who said, we were frightened, we were we were crippling in the hands and in the sight of the this ones on the land. They were so terrified. And immediately they came to give their report. They said there is no way we can take this land because we are walking in fear. And the Bible said that immediately Caleb silented them and said, we are more than able. Why? Because we are not afraid of them. I am here to tell somebody that whatever God has said to you, if you allow fear to cripple into your life, you will begin to undermine the ableness of God. You will begin to look down upon what God can do. And as far as you are looking down on God, it cripples his ability to do something marvelous in your life and the Bible said that when Caleb and Joshua silenced them and overcame the fear that was in the turn the Bible said they possessed the land because your fear will take you to the place of impossibility tell your neighbor don't walk in fear I remember many years ago when the Bible said in the book of First First Kings chapter seventeen, verse the number thirteen. Uh, before I talk about that, this was when the prophet, when the prophet Elijah went to Zarephath, when God told him that I want you to go, you will meet a widow there, and I want you to know that I will feed you through this widow. I have commanded, I have instructed, I have directed a woman to feed you. And the Bible said that when Elijah got there, he said to the woman give me water and the Bible said the woman was going for the water and he said wait I want you to get me some food and the Bible said he said I am I am left with just a muscle of oil and I'm going to prepare food for myself and my child and we will eat and we will die because she was in a place of hopelessness she thought nothing good will happen the only thing that she deserved is dying precious one God has not brought you this far to put you to shame God has not brought you this far to cause you to die before your time he has brought you this far to glorify himself in your life. I want you to look at the face of your neighbor and say, don't lose hope yet. The Bible said while the lady was going, the Bible said that 
the number the verse number 13 of the chapter 17 of first kings it said elijah said unto her don't be afraid it said go and do as you have you as as you have said and but first make me a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son the woman was going to walk in fear she couldn't hope into the word of god she couldn't hope and look beyond her circumstances most of you are too conscientious about your circumstances you are looking at what your hands can provide you are looking at what your strength will provide but my bible says our strength shall no more prevail i am here to echo into the hands of somebody i am here to tell somebody what god is instructing you to do when you look at your physical procreture and you look at your children and you look at your family and you look at your account you will not be able to walk into what god wants you to do god first wants you to walk into possibility through the power of hoping but when you become so fearful when you become so fearful you begin to tell yourself I am going to walk into the place of impossibility. God wants you to walk into the place of possibility if your fear is with you you will see no light you will see darkness. But I've come here with the voice of the Lord to tell somebody under the sound of my voice. As the woman had the voice of God through the prophet and she was not fearful and she changed her mind and her mindset and her conception and the Bible Bible said that while she obeyed the voice of God, the Bible says she never lacked in her life. I prophesy upon your life today as you begin to walk into the place of hopefulness, impossibility shall never be your portion. You will walk into the place of greatness. You will walk into the place of the marvelousness of the Jehovah in your life. I am here to tell somebody you haven't seen anything yet. Maybe it may be left with few days into the end of the year, but I want you to understand that when God picks one day, he can stretch it to a thousand years. I am here to tell you that don't limit God. I want you to hope that greater things will happen in this year. Come on, tap your neighbor and say keep on hoping. Oh, I'm going somewhere with it. I'm so powered here. The Bible said in the book of Job, Job chapter 14 verse 7 to 9. My Bible said, Job said, this was when Job was troubled. Anytime I read the scriptures or I hear the name Job, it makes me realize that one is able to go through pain. When I see Job, it doesn't remind me of anything but pain. When I see Job, it makes me realize that I can go through pain and still be with God. When I see Job, I realize that sometimes good good things doesn't just happen to good people. But sometimes bad things happen to good people. But when I see Job, I see that God doesn't sleep. When I see Job, I realize that though my beginning may be small, yet my latter shall be great. When I see Job, it makes me realize that sometimes I can be weeping today, but tomorrow I will be smiling. When I see Job, I realize it that God will never forsake the righteous. When I see Job, it makes me realize that people can speak against me. But regardless of the number of people who speak against me, if the Lord be on my side, I will end up in a better way. Come on, tap your neighbor and say, keep on hoping. The Bible said, Job said, for there is hope for a tree. It, oh, there is hope for a tree. It is cut down that it will support 
it was that it will support it will sprout again in job chapter 14 verse 7 to 9 let me read it it said for there is hope come on say there is hope there is hope for a tree it is cut down that it will sprout again and that it tender shots will not cease though its root may grow old in the earth and its stump may die in the ground yet at the sense of water it will bud and break forth branches like a plant oh my god oh my god sometimes as a tree it is a plant but people don't call it plant because the roots are dead but the bible is saying that they job is using this is a figurative expression to tell you that regardless of your state if you can get the right and around you change will come into your life oh my god you didn't understand what i just said regardless of how difficult your situation may be when you get the right then there you'll be fine Oh, did you hear what I just said? The Bible said what? The Bible says Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were being put into the furnace. But the right thing was there. So therefore, this smile, I pray over your life. Whatever is stressing you, may God stress it. Whatever is troubling you, may God trouble it. I pray into your life. As today, God is echoing to somebody that don't be hopeless. Tell your neighbor, don't be hopeless. Hallelujah. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 10, I want to level some things here. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. He said, He has delivered us from such deadly peril, and He will deliver us war again. On him we have set war our hope that he would continue to do all to deliver us. Now I want you to look at me. I want to talk to you in a minute. Now Paul is trying to say that we have set our hope on war on God. We have set our hope meaning it, it didn't just happen. Listen to me. I'm loving some things here. I want to share my heart with you. Listen to me, precious one. This thing about hoping, even though it looks so easy, it is not easy to hope. I want you to understand this. It's not just sleeping and waking up and say, I hope it will rain today. I hope it will not rain today. No, that is not what we're talking about here. I want you to understand that to hope in the Lord is something that doesn't just happen. Hallelujah. Praise God. If we had not set our hope in the Lord, the God Almighty, there is a great chance that we will be hopeless. Hallelujah. 
I want to level it here. I want to release some, bom some bombs to you so that you understand that God is powerful, but there are things he's not able to do because of our attitudes. Now, I want you to understand that hoping is not just going to happen in your life. You can't just hope that tomorrow there will be 20 pounds in your account, 100 pounds in your account, 1,000 pounds in your account. You, you just can't hope that. It is not just, listen, there is, a di there is a great difference between wishing and hoping. The word wishing is an expectation you have that has got the tendency to happen or not to happen. That is what wish is about. But when you hope, it is certain it will come to pass. Hallelujah. There are things you do that empowers hope. Because it is through your hope that brings about creativity. Let me bring it down. It's just like a child who has not studied his note. He has not learned anything in his note. Then he didn't learn during examination time. Then he sat his exam. Or before he even sat his exam. He said, I hope I'm going to pass this paper. You wrote the paper, you yourself, you know you didn't write anything. Can you hope you pass the paper and you pass it? So hope has got the power to create, but it doesn't just happen. Hallelujah. Hope is a word that gives you the power to... Uh, hope is a word that gives the power to keep us believing in God. It is a term used to refer to possibilities. Couple say possibilities. It is also used to express something that is going to happen in the future or present. By using the simple present tense hope, it's used to show something that one thing is possible or desires as an outcome. Now, when I read Psalm 119, verse 114, the Bible said that you are my refuge. This is David talking. He said, you are my refuge. He said, my shield, and I have put my hope in your word. Praise the Lord. The word of God empowers our hope. If we want to hope in the Lord or in the Lord of all flesh, then you and I must commit to knowing his word. Because it is the word of God that triggers hope into your life. So if you don't know the word of God, you are going to become hopeless. Because hope is on the premise of the word of God. Hallelujah. So when I tell you don't be hopeless... In other words, I'm telling you that get to know God. And when you begin to know God, you open yourself to the place of expectation. I like it because Paul was talking to his son when Timothy. He said, Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15. It's a study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. So if you are a believer and you want to walk into diverse possibilities, then you have to be somebody who knows the word of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let me bring it down a bit. You see this phone call I have? I'll level it on the second part. This phone call I have 
I am able to hope that it will do some things because I know it. So the premise of your hoping must be on the grounds of what? Of knowledge. Praise the Lord. I like it when Paul wants to walk in this possibility in Philippians chapter 3 verse 10. It said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Your knowing him gives you the strength to hope in him. Hallelujah. When you go home and you want to expect your husband to give you a smile. And you don't know your heart. Listen, there is a great chance you will say good morning to me if I know you. Praise the Lord. So your hope is empowered. It is your hope that creates what is not there. But your hope must have something about knowing. You must know. And if you are going to hope in God, you must know him. Hoping empowers you to know that God is able to do. Exceedingly abundantly. Hallelujah. Now hope, I said creativity or possibility is triggered within hope. And I'm telling you that hope is empowered by trust. Praise the Lord. I say hope is triggered, is empowered by what? By trust. And trust is empowered by what? By relationship. Did, did, did that make sense? Hope is empowered by what? By trust. Because I trust in the Lord, I can put my hope in Him. It said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, word, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. So I want you to understand that you need to know God. And when you begin to know him, you begin to hope into bigger things. And when you begin to know God, you begin to trust him for better things. Because you trust him, you hope in him. Praise the Lord. The Bible said in the book of John chapter 15 verse 4 to 8. The Bible said remain in him as I also remain in you. It said, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Your possibility is on the grounds, is on the premise of the word of God. I told you about when they, they went to spy the land. They hoped in the Lord to give them the land because that was the mind of God concerning them. So you must first know the word of God. And that gives you the grounds to hope that the door will open for you when the doors are even shut. Praise the Lord. When Moses got to the bank of the river, when the Red Sea, he, God told him to move. He hoped the, the Red Sea would part into two. Why? Because that was the mind of God. When you know the mind of somebody, you can hope for possibilities. Praise the Lord. The grounds of not being hopeless cannot it can become permanent if you don't begin to know God. Praise God. He said, if you remain in me, there are so many things you will be able to achieve, but the grounds of your achievement is based in your hoping. And the, your, the grounds of your hoping is based on knowing me. And when you know me 
I can do much more than you expect me to do. Praise God. The Bible said in Psalm 42 verse 11. It said, why my soul are you under cast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in war, in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Precious one, you have to put your hope on the word of God. Not on the voice of men. Praise God. If you want to hope in God, let you, the, the premise of your strength, the premise of your hoping must be on the grounds of the word of God. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter 15 verse 13, it said, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. <laughs> it is your trust that triggers your hope to move forward. It is so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Possibility is in the hands of hope. When the devil takes your hope away, he takes away your dreams. And your dreams will be shattered, tattered when you don't know God. That is why he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Ah, you have no hope. That is why you don't know the portion that says that regardless of your sickness, the sickness in your body, the sickness in your bones, in your cells, he said that his way, before you went through that, he said by his stripes we were healed. That is me the hope that what the doctor said can change. I hope change is coming. I know change is coming. Why? Because God told me. I know change is coming. Because God told me. He told me my dream. He told me before I was born. Before I got into the storm. He said he's with me. And I hope he's with me. Praise the Lord. Uh, Psalm 31 verse 23, 24. He said love the Lord your God. He said love the Lord. Oh his faithful people. The Lord deserves those who are true to him. It's about the proud he pays back in full. It's about strong and take heart. All ye who hope in the Lord. That is when, when I eat your food and you tell me there's poison in it. I'll begin to remind myself of to have hope. That he said I will eat poisonous food and it will not hurt me. On that grounds, I hope that change, I will not die. You know, the reason why you are hopeless is that you don't know what belongs to you. The Bible said the prodigal son was hopeless until he, rem- he remembered. It said, and he came to himself. He, he was thinking of eating deadly food. Things that are poisonous. Things that would tarnish him. The Bible said when he came to himself. He recognized there is hope. 
It's, I'm going back to my father regardless. He said, I have a covenant with that man there. There is something in me that is in him. That is why the reason why God cannot kill you before his time is that there is a word of God in you that must come to pass to prove to the word. The Bible said the endless expectation of creation is awaiting for the manifestation of the sons of God who are hopeful. He said, be strong. Somebody tell your neighbor, be strong. Tell your neighbor, take heart. All you who hope in God because deliverance is coming to you. The Bible said in the book of 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. It's a praise be to the God, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. Not a dead hope, a living one. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. When Jesus resurrected, it's a proof that there is nothing that God cannot do. When Jesus died and rose up on the third day, it was to tell the devil that no amount of anything you do can tarnish him. No amount of anything you slay will tarnish him. The Bible said in the book of John, it said he came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. What God did with Jesus was that he allowed the devil to contaminate some things in Jesus. And after that, he proved to him that death could not kill him. Come on, tell your neighbor, death will not kill you. Uh, my Bible said that when Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ always was hopeful. He was hopeful because he knew what God was triggering. I am here to tell somebody under the sound of my voice that God is about to do something exceedingly in your life. God is about to do something marvelous. There is a creative ability in God that can be triggered by your hope. I am here to tell you regarding your marriage. If there is anything happening in your marriage, there is something happening in your health I want you to know that God has made a provision in the scriptures and if you can diagnose and you can come to the place of understanding if you can come to the place of realization that God has made a provision for me and because he has made a provision for me the devil cannot terminate my life before my time I remember when the woman with the issue of blood the Bible said that she looked up on men for quite too long and she spent all her money on physician but the Bible said that when everything was coming to a close, she said to herself, and I remember I have heard about a man called Jesus and that man called Jesus is, is an epitome of the word of God, because the Bible said in the book of John chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, and the Bible said and the word became flesh and dwelt among men and we beheld his glory, even the glory of his only begotten son when the woman of blood said that I know that there is a man called Jesus. In other words, it means that I, I, I now know that there is a word of God being made in provision for me. When she said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, it means that I am going to hope in the Lord. And the Bible said when she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, the hope of that woman sees her blood. I pray in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, upon somebody hearing the sound of my voice, maybe men have rejected you, maybe men have 
have given up on you. Maybe men have turned their back on you. Maybe you have tried, you have not succeeded. I want you to bring yourself to the place of possibility and begin to hope in the Lord. But this hope is not going to happen because you deserve it, but because you work for it. Paul said we set ourselves. Is there anybody in the house who wants to set themselves upon the hoping of the Lord? And I pray into your life that this hope in the Lord is going to bring you to a place of joy. It's going to bring you to a place of satisfaction. It's going to bring you to a place of healing. I am here to tell you don't be hopeless. Come and tap your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't be hopeless because God has not finished with you. If you will rise one more time, victory shall be yours. Come and tap your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't be hopeless. My Bible said when Gideon was sitting down, he wanted to give up. When the angel appeared unto Gideon, he said, Thou man of valor, I am here to tell somebody God has not finished with you. God has not brought you this far to put you to shame. Oh, the Bible said, and the angel said to Gideon, He said, Rise up. The man who was hopeless, hope came to him when he encountered the word of God. I pray over your life that the word of God that will give you hope is coming to you right now in the name of Jesus I pray over your life that every confusion in your life may you receive the word of God that will trigger the hope of your life in the name of Jesus I know some of you are saying, how can it be? Mary said, how can it be? But when she encountered the word, that will bring the possibility to pass. God said, I should tell you. He said, do not worry about the how. Just know what you want me to do. And I will take care of the how. Come and tap your neighbor and say, don't be hopeless. Stand on your feet. How come that the children of God are weeping with people without expectation? Lift up a right hand. Say this after me. Say, oh God, give me your word to resuscitate, to bring to life every hopelessness back to the place of hope in the name of Jesus. I pray over your life right now. That the grace of God will give you hope. That that hope will bring you to the place of possibility. I pray over your life. That whatever has put fear in your life. Today it has given way in the name of Jesus. I pray that fear will no more shut you down. I pray that whatever put fear in you. May it be alleviated by fire. May God bless you. As you walk in the rest of the year. As you walk in hope, may the hope of God bring you joy. In the name of Jesus, put your hands together for Jesus. Let's say the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus. Let me have the singers, please. The sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Surely. Look at the face of your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't be hopeless. God bless you. Have a wonderful way.